Well, a happy Friday afternoon, Saskatchewan. I'm Jamie Nye. This is the Green Zone. Of course, it's all request Friday. We we let you pick the tunes on a Friday. What would you like to hear today on a day in Saskatchewan where if you sell wiper fluid, my goodness, you are going to make hay over the next uh, week or so with the above average temperatures, the melt out there. It's going to be a little bit sloppy driving around, and then at night it'll freeze a little bit, so you got to pay attention to the highway hotline. But your songs, if you would like, what do you want to hear to fire you up for what is going to be another busy weekend in sports? Of course, the National Football League NFC-AFC Championship Games on Sunday. Uh, Lomas Brown will join us once again, Detroit Lions Hall of Famer, former offensive lineman, a member of the Lions. The last time they were in an NFC Championship game, that was in this 1991 season, in early 1992. They took on Washington. It didn't go well for the Detroit Lions. Of course, they've never been to a Super Bowl. They're trying to get to their first this week against the top-ranked team in the NFC the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll chat with Lomas Brown about the excitement in Detroit. And as we were chatting with Daryl Davis, we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago too. Back in the 90s, all of a sudden we got Detroit cable and we watched a lot of Lions stuff back then. They're an all right team with Barry Sanders, Eric Kramer, Lomas Brown, so I know there's a few Lions fans out there who hope they prove me wrong uh, this weekend when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. But the way Brock Purdy played, I think the Lions have a decent shot at it to make the Super Bowl in Vegas. Also, we'll talk a lot of CFL news a little later on this afternoon. as Some re-signings, some restructured deals, another quarterback, Chad Kelly, restructures his contract with the Toronto Argonauts. A little bit about Kerry Joseph news, former Rough Rider quarterback. Landing in Chicago is their potential new quarterback's coach. That might be a very important position in a couple of months. The Bears, of course, have the number one overall draft pick with quarterback of USC Caleb Williams available. So that was some football news to get to. But we are going to talk hockey, and I'm going to start with what happened last night in the National Hockey League. And this is not the Edmonton Oilers extending their streak to 15, and I did not talk it into existence that the Chicago Blackhawks were going to beat them. I tried. Didn't work. 3-0 win. Congratulations uh, to the Oilers. Will they get to 17? They have Nashville Saturday, then the All-Star break, and then they're on the road Vegas-Anaheim. That would get them 16-17, and then the record for biggest winning streak of all time of 18 games. Do you think they're going to do it? But where I wanted to start in the NHL was the New York Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens. An emotional start to the night during the National Anthem. They played highlight clips and photos and images and video of Patrick Waugh making his return to Montreal. He was just hired as the New York Islanders head coach. Someone needs to explain to me why it was necessary for Patrick Waugh to get a tribute 
He's been back as a player with Colorado after the trade a couple of times. He came back as a coach at Colorado a couple. Like this isn't the first time he's been in Montreal since his departure. But anyways, they honored Patrick Waugh. It was nice. He gave a little wave. But what happened in that game was Brendan Gallagher and the elbow to the chin of Adam Pellick last night. And I woke up expecting to check social media and say, Brendan Gallagher has been asked to come to an in-person hearing for the National Hockey League's Department of Player Safety. They do have a Twitter account, and they did say that Brendan Gallagher will have a hearing, but it did not say in-person. And a lot of the insiders were out right away saying, no, 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 this is a phone hearing. Now, the difference between a phone hearing and an in-person hearing is the extent to which you can suspend a player. An in-person hearing is an an automatic five-game suspension. You're getting suspended for five games or more. Over the phone, it's usually a game to three. Rarely, I I can't remember the last time I saw a four-game suspension. Like, if it's more than three, they usually just give you five And I can't believe that hit last night won't get at least five. I was thinking it could be as high as ten games. Because in the National Hockey League, the one thing they have been trying to do over and over and over and over again is take illegal hits to the head out of the game. They have new concussion protocols. They have spotters. They have all this stuff to keep headshots out of hockey. Do their best. And usually you see the shoulder hit the head. Or a really tall guy hits a short guy, and it is a little bit of an elbow. But when you look at the size difference between Pellick and Gallagher, Gallagher's a little bit shorter. So to be able to hit him in the head with his elbow, there's no way you can come to the conclusion that Gallagher's like, oops, I didn't mean to hit him. Brennan Gallagher came straight across the ice. Like right next to the blue line, straight down the line. The puck is well gone. And he does the little chicken wing, chicken bleep move, elbow right to the chin as he skates by. Boom. How is this not an in-person hearing where it's a minimum five-game suspension for Brendan Gallagher? Oh, I know, I know. He's a good guy. He doesn't really have a history of this type of thing. I couldn't care less about a player's history on a hit like that. Because that hit is rule number one. Exactly, You put that in a room of general managers and players, everybody would say, oh, yeah, that is dirty. And then you get a five-game suspension for a guy who goes in the boards, maybe jumps a little bit into the hit against the glass. Is it the significance of the injury? Because I don't think that should be considered much when it comes to a hit like this. Thankfully, they didn't have to stretch him off the ice because he could have been KO'd immediately. But once again, the National Hockey League's Department of Player Safety, it's a very popular thing to see on social media today, quotes around player safety. As the head of it all, who made a career of punching people in the head, George Peros, apparently says, ah, it wasn't that bad. 
maybe a game or two. Or maybe you watch that game and said, nah, you know what, neither could have been an accident that he just raised his elbow at the perfect time to hit him in the chin when the puck was and this isn't it was gone in slow motion gone. The puck was off his stick. It might have been over a second. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Agree or disagree on the length of a suspension for Brendan Gallagher. They'll spin the wheel of justice. Maybe we'll find out this afternoon on the significance of a Gallagher's suspension. But coming up next, let's talk more. Let's talk about something a lot more positive, which is giving away money. Our Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest is up to $1,600. Tomorrow, and of course, it's going to take a little bit of a hiatus uh, for a week. We're not going to play during the NHL All-Star weekend. Hard to, to play that one. But this weekend, $1,600 is the jackpot. We've come close. We came within a second of giving away money. But we haven't yet. We'll tell you if it's you that's playing for the money coming up next with the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. Uh, plus, your picks for NFL Championship Weekend. It's the AFC-NFC Championship game. Who do you think will be playing in the Super Bowl in two and a half weeks in Vegas? This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. All requests Friday, Greg and Rosetown, little trooper. Thin white line here on the green zone. Hope you're having a great Friday. The wiper fluids totally topped up. You might go through a bottle or two in the next week. It's that time of year. You're going to get a nice melt going on. Um, That just reminded me I should probably check mine. The light hasn't come on yet, but make, make sure you're fully topped off, especially if you're hitting the road. I know there's a lot of... It's the time of year. You have competition season in various sports all over the place. You're all traveling. Uh, safe travels because it's going to freeze a little bit uh, overnight and everything else. Uh, coming up uh, later on in the show, Kyle McIntyre, the commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, will join us to shed some light on the future of the SJHL Junior A Hockey. Have you seen the gong show happening in Alberta? It was leaked five teams have come to an agreement with the BC League that have already left Hockey Canada and have become an unsanctioned league that five teams. So the AJHL is like, okay, to heck with you guys. Complete, canceling the games at the, these five teams, they're done for the season. That was the sanctions. Last night, the five teams are saying, no, 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 we're still, we're still good. We're still good. We haven't signed anything with BC. We should still be on the ice. We're leaving, but we're not officially yet. But what does that mean for Saskatchewan? Because with the unsanctioned teams that aren't under Hockey Canada's banner, they can go recruit 16- and 17-year-old Saskatchewan players. And what impact that can have on the SJ, Manitoba. What is Hockey Canada in these leagues looking at? Kyle McIntyre will be up 
in the 5 o'clock hour later this afternoon. On his way to a heck of a hockey game in the SJHL tonight, the Flin Flon Bombers are visiting Battleford Stars, the top two teams in the league. But right now, let's tell you, if it is you playing for $1,600 on the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest, every single week the jackpot has been rising by $100. And so far, we have not given away a dime. We came within one second. Someone scored, it was Braden Point, 21 seconds in. I think it was the clock manager's fault. He didn't hit the button fast enough. But officially, it was 21 seconds in. We can't give away the money. And tomorrow in the National Hockey League, uh, we, we got a bundle of games uh, tomorrow. 14 games, 28 teams on the ice on Saturday. So, pretty good odds that maybe one of those uh, games will start with a goal in the first 20 seconds and our contestant will win $1,600 of the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. If your name is Mika Fanouf from Regina, you're the contestant on the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. It is you, Mika. $1,600. You'll be watching hockey starting at 11.30 Saskatchewan time tomorrow, Bruins and Flyers. Maybe it'll be then. Maybe it'll be the Oilers and the Predators. Maybe the Maple Leafs and the Jets, Canadians, Penguins. Maybe you'll have to wait all the way to the final game of the night, the Canucks and the Blue Jackets. But hopefully, tomorrow, a game starts in the first 20 seconds with a goal, and we give away $1,600 before the NHL All-Star break. If you want to play and you haven't signed up yet, go to cjme.com or cknm.com. If you've already registered to play, you're in for the entire NHL regular season. Jamie and I with you here in the Green Zone. I hope you are having a fantastic Friday. And thanks to the text, I, I have to I have to apologize. I got the WHL schedule wrong tonight. I have the uh, teams playing in the right place. The Saskatoon Blades are in Prince Albert, but I said they're taking on the PA Raiders. I forgot. Tonight's the night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for the reminder. For one night only, uh, the uh, Prince Albert team is New Jersey's new name for tonight only. It's the Cobra Chickens against the Saskatoon Blades tonight uh, in PA. Uh, so there you have it. Thanks for the reminder. It's the Cobra Chickens of the Prince Albert tonight against the Saskatoon Blades. But those jerseys, by the way, they're fantastic. It's a Canada goose. It's it's amazing. Well done for the marketing team in PA. And a great matchup with their rival in Saskatoon. But we're getting you set for the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to defend their Super Bowl title, getting back to it in Las Vegas. But they have to go through the Baltimore Ravens first. And then in the National Football Conference, the Detroit Lions in an NFC Championship game for the first time since the 91 season uh, when they went on the road to Washington. Uh, this year, they're on the road to San Francisco. And joining us now is a member of that Detroit Lions team back in the 90s, a Detroit Lions Hall of Famer, their color analyst on the radio as well as Lomas Brown joining us once again. Lomas, thank you so much for your time. 
Absolutely, absolutely, man. We're feeling good here in the Mulder City. I can only imagine, like, you're a Hall of Famer. You're recognized. You're on broadcast. You're on TV. You're on radio. Are you getting stopped more than ever just for someone to talk about? Do we have, are we going to the Super Bowl almost? Like, what, what is it like in Detroit right now? Oh, my God. The trickle down effect is in full effect here. I mean, man, I've been getting so many requests and, it's been wonderful for alumni. All and not just me, all our alumni, man. They've been getting requests, appearances, you name it, man. The money is flowing around here. The Lions are in demand, and if you ever put on that uniform, you are in demand right now in Detroit. When you look at this team, uh, I'm going to go with your your coach back in the '90s was known as a player's coach, very personable guy. Can, do you see a comparison with he and Dan Campbell on how they approach the players' his passionate post-game speech after beating the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I can see how they relate to players, and that's what you have to be able to do. Think about it, man. That's why I just say football, and they say winning the Stanley Cup because what you have to go through is the hardest thing to do. But just think about assembling 53 different personalities and getting all those different personalities and different traits to concentrate and focus in on one thing, which is trying to win a Super Bowl. That's hard to do. That That is hard to do, especially when you have injuries and you're bringing in new guys throughout the year and just everything you go through as a football team. That's why it's, it's so difficult. And to me, for Dan Campbell to have the heartbeat, for him to know his team, for his team to uh, trust him the way they do. And don't ask any questions. You know that old saying, you remember us old school kids, we couldn't ask our parents questions. You just do as they say. You know, now these new kids, these new school kids, they ask questions and all that. Well, those, those guys in that locker room, they don't ask them questions. He tells them what to do, and they trust him, and they just go out and do it. Lomas Brown uh, joining us. He's a former offensive lineman, a Detroit Lion, a Hall of Famer, and, of course, a color analyst as the Lions head to San Francisco. Uh, close game uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, early in that football game. Started to run away with it a little bit. What is the challenge now to go up against the number one seed? Now on the road. Without all those crazy, it's been loud in there. <laughs> My goodness, has it been loud? But what will it be like this time now that they're on the road in San Francisco? Oh man, there's so many challenges. We know we're know they that they're the team in the NFC. It's been that way pretty much all season long. They had a few bumps, just like every team pretty much has had a few bumps in the road. But it's it's unquestionably. They have talent everywhere. It's just going to, I think, for us, um, and after playing in three of these NFC championships, I think you have to take that initial rush, that initial punch that you're going to receive from San Francisco. Like you said, home crowd. So they're the favorites. You know, Debo Samuel will be that extra juice that they need coming back off of his injury. You know, they got everything working in their favor. So we're going to have to just withstand that initial punch that we're going to get in those first two, maybe three series 
And if we could settle down, because I know it's going to be some nerves. I know a lot of things going to be going on with a young, inexperienced team that really hadn't been there except for a few guys off our team. We're playing the San Francisco team that's been there, what, the last four years, three years, been in the championship game. So it's a tall task. Um, but, look, they've had tasks before them, and they've conquered them. Lomas Brown joining us, a former offensive lineman uh, with the Detroit Lions, was on that team the last time uh, they went to the conference championship. But, of course, uh, you've won a Super Bowl. What What is this experience like? As, as you mentioned, going into a championship game, knowing this is your shot to make the Super Bowl, how much pressure? And is there more pressure maybe this week to get there than there is when you're there in the Super Bowl? Yes, this is the most difficult, this is the hardest game of the year. This is it. I'm, I, like I say, I, and after playing in two Super Bowls, to me, like I say, the championship game, this is where it's all laid out on the line. This is where you bring everything. This is going to be the most intense game you play in. This is going to be the most in- physical game that you play in. This is going to be the most mentally challenging game that you're going to play in. And each and every play, man, that's the important thing. You know, it's not series. No, not in this game. It's play. Each and every play is going to matter. You may not think it's a big thing, but in the grand scheme of everything, that, that play is going to matter. So that's the type of atmosphere. That's what you're getting ready to go into right now. And like I say, it's going to be the most physical, hard-hitting, turn-popping game of the year, these two games here. It's four teams left. That's it. Some people will be listening and saying, oh, come on, the Super Bowl, of course. Of course, the Super Bowl is the biggest game. It's for the championship game. But why is this week has the most pressure, has the most physicality? Why is it this week? Because you see the prize. The prize is right there. The prize is right there. Being that you win this game, it's only 60 minutes standing between you and a trip to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? That's, this is the prize. I guarantee you that San Francisco is feeling so much pressure to win this game, to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, that's where they're feeling the pressure. This is the pressure-packed game for them. I think if they get in the Super Bowl, regardless of whoever we face or they face, you know, it's going to be – I think it's going to be more relaxed. Not to say that you're going to take them lightly or take anything lightly, but there's so much more that goes on with the Super Bowl than that goes on with these championship games because you've been in that football mode for 17, 18, 19 weeks now. Who do they lean on this week? Uh, who is the player uh, that you think is going to be that X-factor type that they really have to lean into to beat the San Francisco 49ers? So I got to go with it's two things, though. I got to go with the unit, the offensive line, point blank. They've wanted the pressure all year long to be on their shoulders, and they stood up to it all year long and performed, even with injuries up front. That's our number one key. But the person is Jared. The person is Jared Goff. It's Jared. He's been there. He's been to a Super Bowl. He hadn't won it, but he's been there. 
he's he's crossed this mountain before. He's won a championship, uh, uh NFC championship before. So it's him. That's who everybody's going to lean on right now for this game. Not to say that every other part of the um, person of this game isn't important, but he's the man. He's the guy. He's the commander. He's got this ship. Regardless of whether he's on off, you know, whether the offense is out there or anything, you know, that defense is going to go out inspired because they know that Jared is going to lead that offense down the field. So it's him. He's the one that's going to write this ship for us. Do you think he has it? Do you think that this is a moment where Jared Goff once again reminds everybody why he was first overall? I'll put it this way I'll take him on the party. Hands down, I'll take Jerry Dawson with uh, Brock Purdy anytime, any situation. I'll take Brock, uh, uh, Jerry Goff. So that that's everything you need to know from me right there. I know he's ready. He, like I say, he's been here before. You know, the moment's not too big for him. So, yeah, I'll take him. He's done it. Brock Purdy hadn't done it before. Well, Lomas, I know it's going to be a heck of a time in San Francisco, and with a win, I can only imagine what is going to happen in the lead-up to the team's departure to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl in about nine days from now. Thank you again for joining us here in Saskatchewan, and enjoy Sunday. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Lomas Brown, Detroit Lions Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now color analyst of the Lions as they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Who you got this weekend that will be in the Super Bowl? Kansas City against Baltimore. Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. On the flip side, nowhere near the QB matchup of Jared Goff versus Brock Purdy. Like Lamar, Patrick, that is an all-time epic quarterback battle. But in Detroit, you fi- I find it interesting of how they have come up to where they are, which is, you know, a little bit under the radar. Jameer Gibbs started to make a name for himself. Amon Ross St. Brown, the receiver, not one of the most well-known receivers, but when you watch the games, he's one of the best receivers in the National Football League. They added David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears. That has helped their run game even more with the young rookie Gibbs. Laporta, their tight end, one of the top young rookie tight ends up and coming. And a coach that clearly knows how to motivate. As the Lions do enter this one, uh, last check, seven and a half point underdogs uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, That's the line at uh, playnow.com right now. Coming up next, this day in sports history. And then we'll talk some more hockey with Darren Millard of the Vegas Golden Knights, also host of The Chirp, the NHL podcast. We want to talk to him about the hit last night, Brendan Gallagher. No in-person hearing. I think that's garbage. But also a new documentary that has just landed on the life of Alexander Dagg. He was supposed to be the next one. It didn't turn out that way. Darren Millard was able to chat with Alexander Dagg before today's debut of the documentary, and we'll talk to Darren Millard at 3.05 here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Everbridge Farm remembers. It's up! It's good! Sidney Crosby! The golden goal! Down goes 
after 22 years. Raymond Thomas, me, I'll be back in On this day in sports history, a legend was born. Third of the blue line held in by Duchesne. Duchesne's pass in deep to Taylor. The Gretzky scores! He's done it! Wayne Gretzky, the great one, has become the greatest of them all. The leading scorer in the history of the National Hockey League. Yes, it was on this day, January 26th. When Wayne Gretzky was born. Uh, he has a few records. Gretzky looking. Gary Curry. McSorley. To Gretzky. Scores. He did it. He did it. The greatest goal scorer in National Hockey League history is Wayne Gretzky. And do you know what Wayne actually did on his birthday? On this day in sports, on his birthday, uh, Wayne Gretzky in 1985 scored his 50th goal in his 49th game of the season uh, on his uh, birthday on this day in 1985. So happy birthday to the great one, the greatest ever, Wayne Gretzky.